0: G'day, 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 and welcome everyone. That's our resident scaredy cat, Kate.
1: And that's the horror junkie, Dominic.
0: And you're listening to Shit and Bricks.
1: A podcast where we talk shit about some scary stuff.
0: The sort of fear your asshole knows about.
1: As always, subscribe, rate, and review us. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Shit and Bricks Podcast.
0: Alright, drop your Dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it.
1: I'm recording.
0: <laughs> I'm recording too, and let me start Yay. recording the video. Because we're what? Podcasters. Sickening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are somewhat sickening.
1: We are sickening. Maybe we're just sickly. I yeah.
0: forget.
1: No, I, I feel th- pretty good, actually.
0: I feel pretty good, too. I'm not going to yeah. lie. No, None of you can see this, but my complexion is...
1: It's radiant. I did <laughs> notice. And I thought that it was going to be like post you know, tan, because you tan pretty well, right? From memory, you tan pretty well. I'm pretty lucky. It's that Italian heritage.
0: (laughs) Hi, Kate.
1: Oh, hi, Tom.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm so super. I was just naffing on about Italian heritage. (laughs) Oh, Speaking of Italian heritage, um, loosely related, I've started learning Italian on Duolingo. I want to have a bath with a toaster because I don't understand how an apple is a feminine noun and bread is a masculine noun. If someone's able to just and I, I just get so distressed because it's bread. Why is bread a man? And it's an apple. Why is it a girl? I don't. I don't understand.
0: Let's, but I'm trying. Yeah. Let's not get into the absolutely okay. horrid gender <laughs> history of much. certain languages around the world. And yeah, Fair. it can make it very, very, very difficult for gender diverse people. Who oh. live and come from countries where it is like language? It's baked into language. Oh my, gosh, my I goodness! I can only imagine. Yeah. Honestly,
1: I, I, yeah, I can only imagine. I can't begin to scrape the surface of that one. But <laughs> it's so good to see you. Thank um, you. For those of you listening to this epi, you might not know that we have a little bonus epi that is available. So make sure you have a look on our um, Spotify's Apple's. Um, don't say Apple. Now I've got PTSD about <laughs> apples. Um, uh, Deezer, Stitcher. What are other potties? I don't even know. I only listen on Spotify. Oh,
0: there's so many of them. So many. Yeah, I just yeah.
1: go on Spotify because I need to make sure that I've got my Joe Rogan podcast on repeat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. I don't really. I would rather stick this pen that I have in my hand right up my clock if I <laughs> listen to Joe Rogan.
0: No, we do not support, condone, or do anything in that Absolutely space. Absolutely
1: <laughs> not. Sorry, I went on a real tangent then. Should we start the episode?
0: I love it, Kate. <laughs> well, I'm sure that people are frothing at the mouth, as mm-hmm. Anna Eklund was last <gasps> week. Whoa!
1: Watch that was amazing. that.
0: Pull oh. through <laughs>
1: oh, oh, oh my god that was amazing
0: but it was such a big story to tell as you remember because I did quite a bit of historical sort of you know what's the what's the dealio with exorcisms and who can do them and where they came from and all the bloody rules and
1: yeah but that's awesome I loved that yeah. I literally had no clue that it was a whole like you went and did a course day course <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did a three day yeah. open water course, but you can do an exorcism course in two days.
1: <laughs> that's bullshit. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Imagine doing an exorcism under water. I'm your oh, man. Grim. <laughs> but so nice. yeah, it was such a big story, Kate, that I left all of you with I don't want to say blue balls because that's. <laughs>
1: Now I'm thinking of my sister with blue balls. That's not alright. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what's the what's the what's the other other gender left... uh, oh, what, instead in of blue balls you what? have
1: You were just frothing? toier than a Roman sandal?
0: Blue fallopian tubes. I dunno, sure. whatever.
1: <laughs> I wonder how you'd assess that.
0: How about we just Blue take... boobs. Blue boobs.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> blue boobs and blue balls. Blobs.
1: You had and blobs and blows. <laughs> okay.
0: Because we we got introduced to our sweetheart, Anna Eklund, who had quite an interesting upbringing with her local church and obviously a rather disturbing relationship with her local priest and father and the shenanigans that they got up to. And she was Mm -hmm. obviously having some issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, we left the story off after her first... Not her first official exorcism because she had like the little bubble one when she was younger. Mm-hmm. But this was her, you know, things have gone awry. Her father's died. Um, she's still having some issues. And she was at the convent with the nuns, remember? And mm-hmm. um, she's having reactions to anything that's been wholly watered. And she's vomiting up large amounts of, you know, crap that should cool. not be in her yeah. body
1: because rem- i'm remembering now as well they were putting holy water on her food, food yes. and then she just refused to eat it she's like there's something about that food yeah i assume that's how she spoke um yes. i don't want to eat it <laughs> like that sort of vibe
0: yeah and she did a little trick climbing up on top of the the wall and the door and you know they're just like come on down from Anna."
1: <laughs> she was like parkour. <laughs> <laughs>
0: broken me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm Imagine just picturing that. bloody Cheek from oh, the exorcist going off, back off just skidding just skidding from wall to wall to wall <laughs> oh lord i I've peed myself for the second time now <laughs> all right so oh, wow yeah well that was just that was just that exorcism was just one five. if
1: you haven't listened to episode one guys please go <laughs> have a listen holy shit we don't we go into detail about a parkour training
0: <laughs> oh i wonder how long a parkour training course is
1: oh god <laughs> on a scale from exorcism to scuba diving how long is the parkour class
0: <laughs> oh shit. God, I've missed you. Oh, okay, oh, miss so, you so much. <laughs> let's pick it up from yes. from uh, exorcism one. <clears throat> Perfect. Let's go into number two, <clears throat> and we're calling this one the demons inside. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now this went from the thirteenth to the twentieth of September. Now, the second exorcism began on the 13th September, and this time lasted a further seven days. This time, the group were able to ascertain further details of the demons that possessed Anna, driving her to frenzy. When spoken to separately, each demon would answer Riesinger in the language they were addressed, and Rizinger theorised that they would have been able to command any language they so wished. The first to offer up any clues as to why he was present was Beelzebub. Good old boo-boo. Baby. He told Rizinger in broken, winding sentences that it was he who had possessed Anna from the age of 14 and he who had been the subject of her initial possession as a child. He had been charged by Satan to undertake his task and it was Anna's father, Jacob, who had commanded Satan to possess his daughter, cursing her for her unwillingness to commit incest with him in the living.
1: Well, sorry, Dal. like (laughs) it's not going to happen.
0: It's just not on the cards (laughs) for me. Thanks for for
1: asking. Incest is not part of my journey. Thank you for asking. And now she's cursed with Beelzebub.
0: Look, I don't want to get too much into this, and I'm sure some (laughs) folks have already stumbled upon this because after I listened to the last episode I felt the exact same way but mm. if I was a child with a father like that mm. <clears throat> and had the experiences that I had at that church I would also feel repulsion to anything holy I would have issued like and I don't think I need a bloody demon or Beelzebubby to be no.
1: to be feeling like that yeah without a shadow of a doubt
0: so anyway yeah Next came Judas, good old Judas Iscariot. Judas. Now, when Risinger asked of the demon, are you Judas Iscariot, the former apostle? He replied in booming, elongated tones, yes, I am the one. This voice came as such a shock to the sisters assisting that they fled the room and were left quivering with fear unable to re-enter the chamber for some time. Judas went on to explain that it was his charge from Lucifer to torture Anna and drive her to suicide. In quotation marks, to bring her to, to despair so that she will commit suicide and hang herself. She must get the rope. She must go to hell.
1: Wow. So is this when they're describing, obviously, the voices? That's Anna. That's making these statements in the voices of the, you know, possessed. Who is is possessed. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're basically trying to drive her to the point Mm. of killing herself.
0: That's what supposedly Judas is doing.
1: Thanks, Judas.
0: Now, later, Jacob would arrive and enrich the group with his story, offering a motive for the possessions. He had spent his life ridiculing the church and casting aside any semblance of faith. This, however, was not enough to cast him into damnation. It was, Riesinger's, It was Rissinger submitted, the cursing of his own child and bringing about the demonic possession in the first that committed him to eternal damnation. Now in hell, he schemed against his daughter who had shunned his sexual advances in life aiming to ruin her. His was a bitter and twisted possession with little motive other than to cause suffering upon Anna, his own child.
1: Could you imagine that? Like you're just thrilled that your pervert incestuous father has passed, but now he's haunting you from the goddamn grave. Yeah. Oh, I don't need it. (laughs) No. Nobody needs it.
0: Now, Mina, too, spoke of her presence in a similar fashion. She had been damned in part for her affair with Jacob, but also for the killing of her own children. Now, Mina was the bird that Jacob ran off with or left or whatever. Yeah. uh, After Anna's mother had died as a young child Mm -hmm. and was supposedly either her aunt or... Some sort of relation to it all. Yeah. And she was also the one that was called a witch. But, you know, let's not get into that. Um, I already said my piece on that.
1: (laughs) Go back and listen. Yeah. She
0: spoke of her unrelenting acts of child murder with little remorse, even forgetting how many she had killed at first stating three before, correcting herself and confirming that she had murdered four of her own children whilst she was alive. Mina seemed to Risinger a woman full of hatred and her disjointed speeches were documented as being filled with such bitter hatred and spite that they far surpassed all that had happened so far. Her demeanour towards the Blessed Sacrament is beyond description. She would spit and vomit in hideous manner so that both Father Theophilus and the pastor had to use handkerchiefs constantly to wipe off the spittle from habit and cassock. Because of her unworthy communions, it was clear that the Blessed Sacrament, the bread of eternal life, which should have been the source of her eternal salvation, turned out to be unto her eternal damnation for she tried to get at the blessed sacrament with a burning vengeance and hatred so this Mina's a piece of work too like it's
1: a real piece of work
0: who fucking knows what Mina and jacob and joseph you know she's got she's had the whole bloody lot of she's them she's got the
1: whole gamut just cruising around inside her brain
0: but it's also what they may have done to her before all of this stuff has happened, right? Like, yeah. if she had been tormented by these people in life, as from childhood up into this point, now they're mm. dead, I'm sure she's got shit that she's got to let go of. And I'm oh, sure yeah. that could be easily misconstrued as possession, da 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 da, da, da. Yeah,
1: of course. This trauma and this flippin' PTSD. Yeah. My poor thing.
0: Now, these details were offered in broken fragments and shattered conversations and throughout. Hordes of lesser demons would break the stream of questioning with their howling and protestations of pain and suffering. Whilst these interrogations were underway, Anna's bizarre behaviour continued. At times, she became so light in her body that she appeared to levitate above the bed and at others so heavy that the weight crushed her into the bedsheets, bending the legs of the iron-framed bed. She verbally assaulted those present and spoke of their sins for which they had never confessed. Those present continued to fear for her life as her body became red and swollen to the extent she was unrecognizable and all feared that she would burst, only for her to then become emaciated, pale and hard to the touch. Oh, I'm just like
1: picturing this I'm sorry to Mm. stop you I'm just like picturing this though so one time you walk in and it looks like she's levitating Mm. the next step you walk in and she's literally squished down into the mattress the legs on the bed are bending then she's puffed up like a balloon then she's full on like emaciated this is distressing and it's so oh yeah Oh, it's creepy as
0: it is. You know, it's very graphic, right? Mm. And it's, you know, you want to just believe that everything that's being written is one hundred percent true, right? Sure. Like, yeah. Like, you have an anaphylactic shot, you're going to puff up. You're going to look. You're going to look like. <laughs> yeah.
1: If I get stuck by a bee, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do a bit of, you know, what's her face, blueberry girl from Willy Wonka.
0: And look. Uh, again, my bias is coming out here, but it's not like the church is prone to, you know, exaggerating stories Gosh, and no. writing some shit up. that.
1: Nah, they're fine.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, they just, just so
1: honest. When I think honesty, I think the church.
0: Yeah. It's just, it is difficult because it is very graphic, the picture that they're painting. And it, yeah. it does invoke fear.
1: Also, to be honest, like, I just enjoy the idea of thinking about that in just the realer sense and just imagining what that would be like to witness. Yeah. I don't give a shit if it's real or not. I don't care if it's exaggerated or not. I'm actually putting myself in there going, that would be so fucked. Like you'd just literally be standing there like what the hell is uh, going yeah, on. It's so banana. I just, I I like I, it. my I heart's like going out to her though. I just, oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, the, the torture that she must've been going through mm. Uh, Her extremities stretched and elongated and her lips became swollen compared to the size of her hands. The room itself became a stench-filled pit of despair and none could remain for any period of time. Once again, the exorcism was stalled and on the 20th of September, after a further seven days of ritual was suspended in fear of the life of Anna and the health of those present, it was around this time that the whole affair was wearing heavy on Father Steja, who had been taunted by Lucifer in an attempt to turn him against Risinger. By now he had come to doubt his involvement with the case and a sense of foreboding fell upon the priest, which as it turned out was not altogether unfounded. Now, Risinger's the visiting one, the exorcist, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stegia is the local priest. Okay, got no. you. Yeah. yeah, not exactly he ain't a saint either. <laughs> now, the trouble with Stigia. Throughout the periods of exorcism, the many demons speaking through Anna would berate and utter torturous ramblings towards those present, and none received more of these taunts than Father Stegia. He found it difficult to sleep at nights and told of how rats were scratching in his walls at night after night, or how his room would vibrate and rumble. In both cases, once he had given prayer and equipped himself with his religious symbols, the problems would cease, but the prolonged disturbances had begun to take a toll on his well being. His voice, his agitation he voiced his agitations directly with Risinger, who had been a lifelong friend to Steger, but whose presence now brought about a feeling of annoyance to the to the troubled pastor. Risinger, as usual, took it all in his stride, assuring him that it was but the work of the devil, and that he was working to dislodge their relationship. Not wholly relieved, Stiger reluctantly continued in his assistance, and so it was that on one evening during the second period of exorcisms that Lucifer was able to carry out a threat, this time directly on his life. Oh. It had not been unusual for Stegia, nor all of those present, to listen to prolonged speeches containing threats. At one time, the devil had told Steger of how he would regret his involvement once the parish would turn against him under the puppeteering of the devil. In quotation marks, I'll incite the whole parish against you, the devil said. I will calumniate you in such a way that you will no longer be able to defend yourself. Then you will have to pack up and leave in shame and regret. On this occasion, however, the threats that came from the demon were of a different nature. Again, in quotes, I cannot harm God directly, but I can touch you and his church. Just wait until the end of the week. When Friday comes then, and the demon tailed his sentence off ominously.
1: Oh, I don't like those chats just in the office in general. (laughs) Like, I'm going to tell the boss that you didn't send that email. That's, like, bad enough. But if someone's like...
0: (laughs) Debbie Downer.
1: <laughs> okay, no worries. Um, but if someone's like, "I'm going to destroy you from the top to the bottom," also, my name's Satan. Have you heard of me? I'm a bit of a bad bitch. So I'm coming for you. Um, I wouldn't be thrilled. No, I would not be thrilled about that. Not after it's everything intense. you've seen. No, of course not.
0: Well, that very Friday. The pastor was called to a home visit within the parish to read the last sacraments to a dying woman. The family offered to collect the priest and drive him to their home, but found their car unable to start. And so with utmost care, due to the devil's threat lying in the back of his mind, Steeja made, made his preparations, praying for a safe journey and took off in his own car to the home of the dying woman. He had driven the road a hundred times before, and this lent him a manner of confidence. Yet Mm. still, he drove with the utmost caution. On his return journey, however, a black cloud appeared in the road ahead at the very moment he had driven on along a bridge that cast over a deep ravine. No. The car slammed into the railings of the bridge overturned, and was left hanging over the edge precariously balanced and leaving Steger tilting over the edge, a moment from either life or death. Stop it. As luck would have it, he had suffered no serious physical injury and was able to crawl out from underneath the wreckage where he was met by a local farmer who had heard the accident and driven to the scene to offer aid. The farmer drove Steger first to the doctor's, who declared him fortunate and fit, then after back to the convent. As Steeja entered the room containing Anna, the devil filled the room with laughter. In quotes, I certainly showed him up today. What about your new auto, that dandy car which was smashed to smithereens? It serves you, right? For the remainder of the exorcism, the devil would repeat the incident to Steger, threatening him to be ready for a whole lot more fun. It was with such burdens and heavy sense of thought that finally, the third and final exorcism was to take place, this time driving all involved to the limits of their physical and mental condition.
1: I really enjoy (coughs) the devil using the term dandy. (laughs) I really... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes,
0: <laughs> a little dandy car.
1: Oh, you're driving your little dandy car across the bridge. <laughs> I do declare, I'm gonna flip it, dippy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. That's what you took from that.
1: <laughs> That's all I took from it. Also, no, I did take more things. I was listening. I took that. Um, imagine that you. So you're going. You're like, I've got to go <laughs> to this shit I shouldn't have done that course I should have done the scuba diving (laughs) instead of the exorcism but I'm going to drive to this bird's house I'm going to go there we'll do this other exorcism no problem oh my car's flipped it's okay there's a farmer he's taking me to the doctors I'll still go to the exorcism and then getting there and the person there is like how was your bloody car trip in your dandy car you big idiot (laughs) and you'd be like what? (laughs) I'm just trying to do my job (laughs) like leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) there's so much to unpack
0: yeah I, I, I have to say though it is so well written and I'm trying really hard to deliver it in a way but you are fuck it's it, really that good. is scary oh, yeah. just the image of that and the coincidence and the you know that yeah. is Fucking freaky.
1: Exactly. And as you say, even if it is exaggerated, I, like I am so here for this ride. Like I love it. I'm mm. believing every word because I'm enjoying it mm. for doing that. So you can be, yeah, I don't mind if our listeners are like, no, I don't believe it. That's fine. I'm so on board in the sense of just loving it. What a I'm story. So, <laughs> what such a story. I mm. love it so much. Okay, the third one.
0: All right, we're not far off. Number 3 Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Be gone, Satan!
1: (laughs) Be gone! (laughs) I I was going to say besmirch. Is that a what does that mean?
0: Besmirch is like um, causing saying bad things about you. Yeah, saying bad things and you know, um, discrediting and and. Someone
1: send me a text about what like put besmirch in a sentence because I've forgotten. I really shouldn't be a teacher.
0: (laughs) You seldom use besmirch.
1: Oh, stop it!
0: That was okay. your other word, remember? We're
1: staying on here after. It is. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing um, linguistics after this.
0: Our own Duolingo course. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's <was> Aussie slang.
0: <laughs> All right. Number three, Be Gone Satan from gone. the 15th to the 22nd of September.
1: <clears throat> Holy moly. It's too long. Yeah. I'm, bu- I'm busy. I can't come. I'm busy on the 17th. I've got to... Bottomless brunch.
0: <laughs> with Beelzebub. Oh God, with Beelzebub.
1: And, and M- Mina and Judo and, and Cliffy and whoever else was in there. Oh. Fucking hell. It's a whole party.
0: Picking them up in my dandy car we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. On the 15th of December 1928, the group began what was to become the third and final session of exorcisms. As was usual, the stench, The growls and insults continued as expected. From morning until night, they battled with the demonic entities. Steger deemed himself unfit and unable to be present for much of the final session, having reached his breaking point. He found himself other work throughout the parish and kept away for large periods, but assisted Risinger when he could. Over the past two exorcisms, many of the lesser demons had been driven away and now a final battle awaited between the exorcist and the four main perpetrators of the possession. Risinger, sensing victory, took it upon himself to continue the exorcisms throughout the nights and for three days and nights continued the rituals non-stop. Okay, if you were that sleep-deprived... Yeah your foot's going to start talking to you and telling you some crazy shit.
1: Agreed. Yes.
0: Do yep. not not sleep, people. It's the worst thing you can do for yourself.
1: Get some rest. <laughs> have some Zs. Drop a
0: Valley. pill. I don't give
1: a shit. <laughs> Just have a time. Yep. And get some rest. I agree.
0: All of that lot at the convent could have used a big fat blunt each and they would have been fine.
1: Roll them up. Roll them up. Just Just get him involved.
0: Just saying. Uh, Many were concerned that he would collapse and gave his appearance uh, to that of a walking corpse. He had spent every ounce of his energy and finally, on the 22nd of December, made a significant breakthrough when Anna sprung from the bed, levitating so that only her heels barely touched the sheets. Exhausted, Risinger commanded the demons to hell. Rissinger later admitted to a vision of the room encircled in flame with Lucifer and Beelzebub standing in the corner, seething in rage with their inability to assault the priest. He described Lucifer as tall, with matted black fur on his lower-hooved body. At the end of the vision, the room shook and rumbled with a vast energy before falling silent. Anna collapsed back onto the bed, opened her eyes and smiled, stating simply, My Jesus, mercy, praise be Jesus Christ. The demons had departed and with that the exorcism ended. All that was left of the months of struggle was a foul stench that permeated throughout the room. Over the following months and years, Anna's life reportedly returned to normal. She continued practicing her faith with only a few small possessions, and none that she could not handle alone. She returned to the convent four months later to express her thanks and was in good spirit and health. The convent itself fared less well, however, with every nun present during the time of the exorcism putting in for a transfer, unable to remain with the memories of what had gone on during those trying months of 1928. As a final word in the pamphlet, Teresa Werger, housekeeper to Father Steger, gave the following testimony. I was a witness to almost the whole period of the exorcism of the Erling, Erling possession case, and I can truthfully say that the facts mentioned in Begone Satan are correct. Some of the scenes were even more frightful than described in the booklet. There is not the slightest doubt in my mind that the devils were present, and I will never forget the horrible scenes vile, filthy, and dirty as long as I live. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Last little bit. The descriptions and witness accounts of the exorcism of Anna Eklund are at times bizarre and are at others completely fantastical as far as any sceptical person might understand. Whether or not we believe them is a matter of each for each of us personally. However, it remains fascinating both in its inability to conceptualise an abstract aspect of faith and psychology and in the sheer amount of international attention and scrutiny that the case garnered. Even 80-plus years on, her exorcism remains as a pivotal case and has influenced generations of fiction and popular media on the subject. As far as Anna Ackland is concerned, after her ordeal, she appeared to have finally been able to cast aside her demonic possessions and vanished into history with only a few short lines of reassurance that for the rest of her life she no longer suffered with demonic influence and seemingly lived out her days peacefully and able to embrace her Catholic faith. Risinger continued his work as a priest in the Catholic Church, undertaking his more standard duties alongside exorcisms, until on the 9th of November 1941, when he passed away peacefully, aged 73. For Anna, and many others whose lives have been affected by demonic intrusions, the words of Risenjub will ring long in their memories. Depart, ye fiends of hell! Begone, Satan!
1: Satan! <laughs>
0: oh,
1: that was so good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, I don't love it. I don't want to be possessed. <laughs> so I don't want to be on. No, I really enjoyed that storytelling. I really enjoyed the detail. That was really, really good
0: i think it's there's so many possession stories out there there's so 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 many not many of them are as well-ish documented or not documented in such a i guess you know forgive me for saying entertaining or well-written way but um i thought it was a good first one to ever do and um there's even a movie which would have come out as today as we're recording it would have come out on our social wow. medias, there's a poster of the actual possession of Anna Eklund. Hey. Eh, it's, the nah. it's the memory.
1: Do you know what? I've never seen The Exorcist. <gasps>
0: <gasps> <Oof>.
1: Sorry. <laughs> and But now I really want to watch it because I'm like morbidly intrigued. And I like, I know of it and I'm sure I know I've seen scenes, but I've never watched it from start to finish. So I feel like I need to do that this week.
0: Do it. If you feel up to it, you know, yeah. do it by yourself, get into the atmosphere of it. Get
1: into the zone.
0: You know. So I,
1: usually when I watch scary movies, it's like at half past eight in the morning. Um, so I wake myself up early, have a cup of tea, have all the curtains open, lights on. I can imagine. <laughs> watch it. We're totally and opposite.
0: Then,
1: <laughs> and I just go about my day keep all my lights on for four to seven days and I'm fine. Like I can process it. It's not an issue. Uh, but that I really want to watch it now because yeah, I just have that, that morbid curiosity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was so great. Thank you so much, Dom.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I,
1: I knew I threw you a curveball when I, I mentioned to, you know, break this down into a couple of little sort of bonus episodes, I suppose. Um, so thank you for, taking that idea and running with it. I think it's great.
0: I think it works perfectly. I'm I'm sure people have enjoyed something a little bit different for the week.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, um, if you are into Dom stories and not so much into hearing my voice, sorry, I've got three episodes back to back coming up we yeah. gonna ah, are we gonna, if you, are we gonna keep it
0: a secret or
1: <clears throat> I want to keep it a secret yeah gonna keep it a secret but it is a series of stories so don't um, be too disappointed but I promise I'm gonna keep it light and bright and funny and horrifying all at the same time <laughs> but it's gonna be so much fun So you had a couple of little bonus episodes uh, from Dom and now I'm gonna jump into some stories that I've found fascinating and that have been on the, like, they've been there on the back burner for so long. Uh, So I'm really excited to finally do them, which is going to be so good.
0: Yeah. Kate's been hard at work, folks, and we are in for a treat Potes. For the next three weeks, which will probably take us up until our Patreon launch. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, you're getting <gasps> quite a treat thing. for the next little while, but yeah. uh, it's not going to stay forever because once the Patreon launches, folks, we really need you to jump in and support us. That's right. By Mama signing needs up. a new microphone. Yep. We need some <laughs> new kits some new gear so we can keep on improving and doing what we do. So absolutely, it's really, really important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Without a doubt. So we're very, very excited for that. And again, thank you for all of those people who have already asked about it that I've mentioned it to. Uh, Yeah, we will get it up and about. You'll know about it. Trust us. You'll know about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad you survived, Dominic. I'm really pleased about that. And I'm so excited to start next week's episodes. Me too. Yippee. Have the most amazing day and week, everyone. We love you so much.
0: Love you too. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
1: that's a wrap big shout out to everyone for tuning in to shit and bricks
0: don't forget to subscribe rate and review us plus you can find extra little nuggets on our socials
1: next week we'll be back talking more shit so do not forget to tune in
0: and remember to wipe flush and wash your hands Goodbye. goodbye